Hello, I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and today is a very exciting day at Front Office Sports. We are consolidating all of our podcasts into a single daily show. We're going to have the biggest stories where sports meets business, analysis from our team at FOS, and interviews across the industry landscape, including one you'll hear in just a few minutes with someone you've seen on the field winning multiple Super Bowls, and now as a Fox NFL analyst, see if you can recognize this voice. You know, that that just made my ears perk, man. I never really thought about that. Uh, owning a sports team would be really cool, really beneficial. Stay tuned for the full interview. This is Front Office Sports Today, and it begins right now. Super Bowl 57 between the Philadelphia Eagles... Kansas City Chiefs is happening on February 12th. And if you don't already have a ticket, good luck getting one now. Following the weekend's AFC and NFC championship games, the get-in price for the Super Bowl, as in the cheapest tickets you could find on the secondary market, was around $5,000. That's for the nosebleed seats. The average price is more like $10,000. And that's obviously just the beginning of what people are going to spend on and around the game, which will be in Phoenix at State Farm Stadium. The last time the big game was in Phoenix was in 2015. It brought an estimated economic impact of $719 million, which is basically how much money got spent in the Phoenix area in the roughly 10 days leading up to the Super Bowl because the city was hosting. Phoenix also had the Pro Bowl that year, whereas this year it's in Las Vegas. But the Arizona host committee is working to make the Super Bowl something that has a long-term impact. They want to use this as a way of getting businesses in the door and seeing if they can convince them to stick around for a while. The host committee itself has raised around $45 million from its sponsors, who then, of course, get benefits associated with that. The committee then uses that both to work with local businesses and invite CEOs and other decision makers to the area and introduce them to people who can show off the city and what it offers. A representative from the host committee told me that the 2015 Super Bowl resulted in around 20 new projects and about $2 billion invested in Arizona. We'll have some more football talk in a moment, but for our next story, we're jumping over to what the rest of the world calls football. The biggest soccer leagues in Spain and Germany are both looking to bring in private equity investors. Private equity buying into sports has been one of the major overarching narratives in the sports business world over the last few years, and it is probably most pronounced in European soccer. For example, if you ask someone who owns the Premier League team, Chelsea, they would probably say Todd Bowley, the co-owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Lakers, and Sparks, who bought them last year in a deal worth more than $5 billion, which includes both money to buy the team and invest in its stadium. But most of that money actually came from Clear Lake Capital, a California-based private equity firm. Now, according to a Bloomberg report, the DFL, the organization that oversees the top two divisions in Bundesliga, is ready again to open talks with private equity firms. The way this would likely work is a model that other leagues have used, where the investors wouldn't buy into Bundesliga itself, they would buy a stake in a subsidiary company that holds Bundesliga's media rights. League One in France and La Liga in Spain have already made deals along these lines. The German league looked into this in 2021 as a way to try to get a cash injection after losing a bunch of money due to the pandemic. And they'd gotten down to a short list of potential investors, which reportedly included KKR, Bridgepoint, and CVC Capital. Then in May of that year, Bundesliga teams were asked to weigh in here, and shortly after that, the DFL chose to end those talks. This was a month after the rise and fall of the European Super League, which no Bundesliga team chose to be a part of, and there is a general feeling of ill will toward people and entities willing to defy soccer tradition to make a lot of money. 
Now the DFL is ready to have that conversation again, and it's reportedly looking into selling up to 20% of its media rights at a value of around $19.5 billion. Meanwhile, there's a similar story in Italy, where Syria, which also tried and failed to sell a stake in their media rights in 2021, is now looking at an offer from JP Morgan to buy a $1 billion stake in a subsidiary holding those rights. JP Morgan happened to be the primary financial backer of the European Super League. Syria also has received interest from Goldman Sachs, Searchlight Capital, and Apollo Global Management. For our last segment, I spoke to Rob Gronkowski, the owner of The Voice you heard at the top of the episode. We'll have that right after this. 2000, 2008, 2022. When it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot-com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. But over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. So, how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer, NetSuite. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your business processes, and easily see where to save money. That's why 93% of customers say they improved their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash frontoffice right now. netsuite.com slash frontoffice. netsuite.com slash frontoffice. Gronk won Super Bowls with the New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he'll have a presence at Super Bowl 57 as a Fox analyst. As the new spokesperson for Bounty, he was dressed in an emerald green suit when we spoke to match the Bounty colors, and he'll be attempting a field goal on live TV at halftime as part of a promotion with FanDuel. We talked about all that and much, much more. Here's my conversation with Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing? I'm good, Owen. How are you? I'm great. So... I'm wondering with the the playoffs going on, um, have you gotten used to watching watching at home, uh, or is it does it feel still feel a little weird to not be out there? No, it definitely doesn't feel weird at all. It feels totally normal. You know, this is my second time, uh, second turnaround of, uh, with retirement, so um, I'm definitely in a good place. You know, I love watching the games. Though I'm actually a Fox analyst, so um, last week I was there for the pregame show and halftime. Uh, show for the games for the NFC games and this weekend I'm going to be in Philly uh, with Fox once again doing the pregame and halftime show so um, it's just a lot of fun you know um, I'm in a good headspace you know doing what I'm doing uh, not playing football even though I played football you know throughout my whole life but when it's time it's just time you know to move on and uh, you know things been going great and uh, just just all has been good man yeah that's awesome and you're someone who you know you didn't have to step down when he did, as far as I know. You know, he could have, it was more of a voluntary thing than it is for for some folks. So when you retired the second time, um, and maybe the first time, you said you wanted to focus on business. And I know you've been involved with your brother's ice shaker uh, business. And, you know, you, you've had a number of product lines with like, you know, you had your own NFT, one of the first athletes to do NFTs, you had a CBD line, some other stuff. So what are you focused on right now? Um, well, first off, you know, here being with Bounty, the spokesperson teaming up with Bounty today, uh, which has been wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. And then also, I just love to do activities, man. I love uh, pickleball. I love cornhole. I love playing basketball. I love working out still. 
I just love being fit. You know, it's just in my blood. It's in my family's blood. So that's one thing I love to do as well. And then also just staying busy, um, you know, being uh, partnering up with companies as well. And um, also doing the Fox analyst stuff every single week throughout the season, um, every single weekend. So that's a lot of fun being with Terry Bradshaw, uh, with Michael Strahan, Kurt Menefee, just all those guys. They're such great guys. They're like family whenever you're there working with them um, every single Sunday. Um, and then on top of it, um, I'm representing uh, FanDuel as well. I'm going to be doing the kick of destiny. It's going to be during the third quarter. And if I make a 25-yard field goal, FanDuel is going to be giving away $10 million in free bets um, to all the users that place a bet on the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, they're putting, you know, the money on the line. They're putting my foot on the line. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure because I got to make that kick for America, man. I got to make it, you know, for everyone that places a bet. You know, yeah, I'd be nervous, you know, if you're, you, you weren't a kicker. So exactly. Um, and what do you look for in uh, when, when you're teaming up with a company, whether it be FanDuel, Bounty, and, you know, you've worked with any number of others. How, how do you decide this is the one and, and not this one? You know, I like to work with companies that are well-established, that have great people from the top to the bottom and a product I typically, you know, love to use. You had a pretty unique impact on the NFL when, when you were a player. If you're thinking, you know, the next five, 10 years as someone in the business world, what do you what do you want your impact to be in that sphere? Um, you know, just kind of like how it was in football, you know, taking that hard work and dedication and showing people that you got to go out there, you got to work hard, you got to put the time in um, in order to take the next step. And I'm going to take my football mentality into the business world with whatever I do next. I mean, with football, you're always working hard. You're always finding ways to get better. And also... You're, try, you're trying to find your niche to be that team player and uh, somehow, you know, improve so you can improve the people around you. So that's what it's all about. You know, I really, you know, it's like being on Fox, working with those guys on the table at halftime or the pregame show and bouncing off with each other, throwing, you know, layups up there so we can swing it and hit it out of the park. So it's just it's just great overall, just doing things and just taking that football mentality, just work hard, play hard. Um, and be the best team player you can with whatever with, with whatever's next in the future. Do you see media as uh, you know something where you could have an ongoing presence and maybe you know an increasing one, like through something like your own Manning Cast type thing, or even getting in the booth? Um, no, I don't really see myself doing that. I mean, I like doing media tours, you know, for companies and, and you know raising awareness. But I don't really see myself being like having my own podcast, um, you know, or you know being in the booth as well. I really like my role with Fox being an analyst where you do the pregame show, uh, the halftime show and the postgame show. I feel like that brings out my personality the most the, to be able to do that show because you can you don't really have to commentate on the game. It's about, you know, your opinions. And also you can come up with creative ideas to make, you know, to get your opinion out there. So like like it or spike it, uh, which is a great game Fox has come up with that that I was doing throughout the whole season. I don't really see myself getting too much more than just being an analyst. So do you have any interest in getting in on team ownership? You know, that, that just made my ears perk, man. I never really thought about that. Uh, I don't think I'm really in a position right now to, to be able to own a team, you know, the cash flow is extraordinary. So I would have to be just a partner, um, in the, in the management of owning a team. So as of right now, you know, that that's not in the, in the picture, but you never know 10 years down the road that, that, that opportunity could, you know, could come up 
and um, I would definitely hear it out. I, I would not say no, thank you. I pass. You know, owning owning a sports team would be really cool, really beneficial. Um, it would be an amazing thing to do, but uh, that just the right opportunity would have to be presented, and uh, it would most likely be you know just a, a, a business managing partner. We'll see what happens in the future, 10 years down the road. That was Rob Gronkowski, who on Wednesday was joined in the twice-retired club by some guy named Tom Brady. Brady finishes his career, and I do believe him that it's over this time, with seven Super Bowl wins, three NFL MVP awards, five Super Bowl MVP awards, and $333 million in on-field earnings over 23 seasons. Not too shabby. But he is reportedly already lined up to make more than that as a broadcaster. Fox Sports has a reported 10-year, $375 million deal for him to be their top game analyst. And Fox has the Super Bowl this year. We'll see if they decide to make that Brady's first game in the booth. That will do it for the very first episode of Front Office Sports today. This is going to be our flagship podcast going forward, and I don't think there's anything quite like it out there in the podcasting universe. We've got big plans here, which are the kind of plans we like to make, but I also want to hear what you'd like to hear more of and who you'd like to hear from on this show. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you're listening on, and let me know who you'd like to hear from, or just hit me up on Twitter, where I'm at Owen Poindexter. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.